Should the Utah football team redshirt Nate Johnson and Utah men's and women's basketball both pick up big wins? We're talking about it on today's Locked on Utes. You are Locked on Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. On today's show, we're going to be talking about a couple key red shirts for this Utah football team. Also, Utah basketball, both teams on getting wins in tournaments away from the state of Utah currently and closing it out with a little bit of Pac-12 talk for the Utes who are still in the Pac-12 race and in order to help me take care of all of that friend of the show Michelle Bodkin joins us Michelle of KSL Sports and Michelle the biggest red shirt question is Nate Johnson so Nate has only played in three games on the season as of right now and look at the moment it feels like Utah is going to have two games left there's still a path for them to get to the Pac-12 championship as mm-hmm. people have listened to this last couple of days know I personally don't feel great about that at the moment so I feel like there's two games that left and when it comes to Nate Johnson personally I really want to see him play I think it's great to get him these reps I think the opportunities especially against Colorado I mean look the line is up to 29 and a half at the buffs, I think this is going to, I think the Utes are going to boat race them. I just really think Utah is going to dominate them. So I think there's going to be an opportunity there for Nate to play almost the entire fourth quarter. And look, I know Bryson is the backup quarterback of this team. If like Cam was to get hurt in the middle of a close game, Bryson Barnes would be the one to go in. But I really feel like the future of this team is Nate Johnson. I feel like he's going to be their starting quarterback next year. I want to see more Nate Johnson. And I really think he should play in this game as well as the bowl game. And Look, Cam Rising will more than likely play in Utah's bowl game. It would be extremely surprising if he opts out of it like we've seen a couple quarterbacks do in the past. So I do expect Cam to play in that game. But there could still be some opportunities to use Nate, especially in those packages, and against a really good team because that's what you're going to face in a bowl game. So I really want to see Nate in these last two games. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they choose to do. Uh, I know Whittingham has actually come out and said, you know, the redshirt thing – in this day and age, it just doesn't matter as much as it did, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, You know, it's more about getting these guys in, getting them the experience, grooming them, you know, getting them as prepared as possible for when they do take over. Uh, And and I think, you know, we've seen that with some of the other decisions that they've made with guys like Lander Barton, um, Jalen Glover, are are two guys that come to mind, you know, they're well beyond that four game limit uh, and and have played a lot for Utah this year. Uh, Nate Johnson, obviously, if, if you've been paying attention, like he's spoken about very glowingly uh, amongst, you know, teammates and coaches. And and so it does feel apt to say that, yeah, he, he, it, it is kind of feeling like he's probably the future of Utah football when Cam decides to leave, whether that's this year, whether it's next year, there's still a little bit of question Mm -hmm. as to, you know, potentially what happens there, Uh, especially I think after last week's game. um, Not exactly a 
draft stock improver that one <laughs> no no uh so i think cam has a lot to kind of think about and consider mm -hmm. in that regard and it's a tough decision i'm glad i don't personally yeah. have to make that uh but uh, bottom line is again you have a very talented guy like nate johnson that not only has wheels and track speed at the quarterback mm -hmm. position but he appears to be able to throw the ball quite well granted we've only seen one pass but it was a good one it was a good one uh touchdown to logan kendall uh for for the rhinos first touchdown yes. I, guess, I believe that was, that was awesome. arizona or was that Stanford? I, believe it was Stanford. I believe it was Stanford. yeah 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 it was it was it was senior night for logan kendall that's right mm -hmm. um Gosh, they're all just starting to run, to well, run well, together. When they're, when they're blowouts like that in back-to-back -back weeks, too, I mean. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, it's kind of been fun getting little tastes of Nate Johnson. And I, I think you're right. I think there is potential if Utah wants to use it and feels like they need to use it mm -hmm. with Nate to maybe allow him to have a, a little more opportunity uh to run some things and get some experience and, and kind of give people a glimpse into the future if the future is in fact coming next year yeah and something too with college quarterbacks we see a lot of nowadays is we do see guys only really start for one two maybe three years in a lot of cases and then they're going to the league we don't see a lot of guys if they have started for three plus years decide i'm going to come back for the fourth when they feel like they have a shot at the league it's something we've seen with cam and cam's more feels like it's his as he's just been in college for so long which yeah. had he maybe been let's say he's only a junior right now rather than the fifth year senior that he is he might be willing to go back okay let me come back and give it one more shot here that's what it feels like with with nate if he does start a couple of years i just don't feel like he's going to be here all those years so i really mm -hmm. don't to me, the red shirt doesn't matter as much because I would just be very surprised if he is here five years, basically. And because I think he's going to be that special of a talent where he is going to have an opportunity to go to the next level. But all of that is a lot in the future. And either way, it's just exciting when Nate's on the field. And I do think it makes his team better. I, I thought they were going to use him against Oregon. I think I have a hard time believing they didn't have a package in place to at least put him in the game. It just they, feels like it didn't really go that way. Right. Or he did actually make one. appearance. They trotted him out once. That's right. He did go once. Because I remember I was like half paying attention to be perfectly honest. Cause yeah, that game was just so blah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I happened to just notice number 13 come trotting off the field. I was like, oh, he was in on that play. But obviously they didn't use him how they were planning on using him. And then we never saw him again, to my knowledge. Um, well, he, never took so, a, he never got the snap, did he? I think he was lined up as a receiver. Yeah, uh, It's one of those things I need to go back and actually like see what was going on with that play again it was just something that i kind of noticed in the aftermath that he came off on a particular play um and i'm pretty sure that play did not do anything um yeah i don't think so either that's <laughs> when people started to tweet out that nate actually played this past week i was like did i fall asleep for a play i don't remember because i feel like i mean the every time a new quarterback comes in the broadcasters go crazy so it's very right. easy to notice too and i yeah i didn't see him come in so they must have had a fun idea of how to use him and maybe we'll get to see that against Colorado and it's going to be interesting to watch and just exciting to see how the rest of Nate's career plays out now looking at it from the defensive side of the ball there's really one key redshirt guy I'm looking at Justin Medlock has already played in four games he was a guy I think a lot of people really expected to factor more into the linebacker rotation but it's really been Lander Barton Kareni Reed and Diabate in that group so for Medlock I think when this game gets out of hand he's another guy that I think is going to have a real opportunity at the linebacker position especially with Diabate moving on I really want to see Medlock and I I think he's another guy too who could use that experience in the bowl game so 
I feel the same way about the red shirts as we've kind of been talking about and about the coaches too, about just getting these guys experience. I want to see Justin on the field. And even one more time would mean he burns the red shirt. And honestly, I don't really care. I think the game experience is much more important. Justin is a little bit different to me than Nate. Uh, I, I wouldn't be mad if they preserve the red shirt. Sure. I think I think they have the depth and 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 the people there in place that like it's not necessary. That's true. Mm -hmm. um, but if if they wanted to or if they felt like they should, like I'm also not gonna lose sleep over that. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it is kind of a case of. I think looking at the roster when Diabate leaves, the the person that's going to fill that spot is going to be yep. Justin Medlock. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it it wouldn't break my heart or make me mad yeah. to see him out there, but I also don't necessarily feel like it's maybe as necessary as it might be with Nate Johnson. Uh, so so that one's a little more eh, for me. Uh, he he could sit out. He. He could also play, and either way, I think it's fine. Nate, I think, especially if they start getting the inkling that Rising really, truly is out, he's not coming back, then I think that's something that you consider. And, yeah, you start grooming your guy. And even even Bryson Barnes, to a certain degree. Now, granted, we're not talking red shirt with Bryson Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, maybe we start seeing a little bit more of him in particular packages or situations in the last couple of games. Again, just to kind of start getting a feel for what do you have in that room? Maybe what do you need to investigate in the transfer portal? and and start kind of making your plans for 2023 you're right because look i want nate, nate johnson to start next year i think he is at his potential the best option but coach witt doesn't care he wants to put the guy out there who's going to be the best and that very well may be bryson barnes and it's going to be a fun quarterback battle to talk about it's going to be one of the biggest conversations during spring ball for this utah football team and of course during fall camp the 2023 fall camp it's going to be something that's fun and interesting to monitor and yeah you're right for justin i would like to see him out there but definitely something if they don't use it it's not the end of the world he but he is another guy i just feel mm -hmm. like with especially with how high like go back and watch uh coach scally talking about him for you guys who are listening go back and watch coach scally talk about when they first got this guy just how much he loves him i really think he's going to be a huge part of this defense for the next few years and that's why i think it's worth it to get him out there because he is yeah. going to play a lot but like I said, he's already gotten the four game experience. So it's not the end of the world if he doesn't by any stretch of the imagination. And there's a few other red shirts kind of sprinkled in there. Taekwon Gilmore is a guy who's played in four games, but we'll see if he ends up playing another or not. A guy who transferred in coming over. There's a few other ones, but Nate and Medlock are the two I'm the most curious to watch. And once again, Nate could play this weekend and then it would be the bowl game because he's only been in the three games. So going to be something that's interesting to monitor for sure for this Utah football team. But, you know, Utah football season, of course, winding down. Utah basketball, both the men's and women's teams are doing outstanding jobs we're going to come back in a second and talk about them but first i want to tell you guys about the sponsor of this episode linkedin talent solutions these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business you want to be 100 certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free linkedin jobs guys helps you stay connected with your friends network in different industries and put you in a position to get hired for your dream job go over and add your purple hash Hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on call. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on call. Post your job for free terms and conditions may apply. 
Also, this episode is brought to you by UCCU. UCCU is offering a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Plus, you can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate. Guys, as you know, interest rates and inflation are both on the rise, as if we all haven't noticed. But that's where UCCU is here to help with that 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. You can also get a savings certificate for as little as 500, making this an awesome opportunity for every type of saver, big or small. And you can jump up your interest rate once anytime during the life of your savings certificate. That way, if it yields continue to rise, you have the option to jump up to an even higher yield, which makes it a great savings tool in a rising interest rate environment. So if you have a savings that are just sitting in a standard savings account, get a UCCU savings certificate. That way your savings can start working harder and your and earn even more. Visit uccu.com to learn more and get a savings certificate today. It's a limited time offer, so make sure you guys head over and get that 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Visit uccu.com to learn more and get a savings certificate today. UCCU, love where you bank. Michelle, one thing Utah fans have to be loving right now is how this Utah women's basketball team has looked. I mean, my word, they just continue to light it up in this most recent game against Alabama. One at 93 to 86, neutral site game for this team over. But I think for this Utah team, I mean, you look what they did in the third quarter. 27 in the third quarter held Alabama to 16. They just continue to find ways to win. And it feels like the real difference for this team this year is Alyssa Peely. She has been sensational coming over from USC. She's just fit right in. And, you know, sometimes you see transfers. It just takes them a little bit to get acquainted with their new situation. How about Mike Mike Saunders is dealing with that right now for this Utah Mm -hmm. basketball team, it feels like. But Peely has been able to step in and really fit right in. And because of that, Coach Roberts' team is just rolling right now. Yeah, they've been really fun to watch and keep track of uh, that Oklahoma game before they headed mm-hmm. out uh, to, let's see, where the Bahamas uh, yes. to play to play their little tournament that they're doing right now was incredible. I mm-hmm. That run was crazy. Uh, putting up 124 points on an opponent and especially an opponent of the caliber of Oklahoma, you know, I think kind of indicates that Coach Roberts finally has this team about where she wants it um they're they're a team i think that has the potential to make some noise i think they were perhaps a little underrated in the pac 12 in in the preseason poll uh you know we'll we'll kind of see how that plays out obviously women's basketball in the pac 12 is a big deal uh they constantly have like half the half the conference ranked uh, in, in the top 25. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's a tough battle to be like in the top, top spots. But I, it's feeling like as long as this team can stay healthy and that feels like that's always kind of been the little bit of the question mark with uh, some of Lynn Roberts' teams. It's not that she hasn't had good players and it's not that she hasn't had people in place that could win. It's that if, for whatever reason, it feels like uh, last year aside, they just have these strings yeah. of injuries uh, that kind of derail what start out as potentially good seasons. And so hopefully knock on wood, you know, that's not the case this year. And, and you're absolutely right. Alyssa Peely is a force to be reckoned with. My goodness. She is so fun to watch. I love how mean she plays on the court. Yeah. Like it, it's just, it's a fun style and brand of basketball that she brings to the team. And I think she's helped everybody else be a little more aggressive. And, and yeah. that's kind of what you need on the court. You need, you need to assert your dominance. And I think that was maybe a little bit of a missing piece for, 
for the Utah women uh, over the last couple of years. And Peely absolutely 1000% brings that nastiness and that attitude on the court. And it's so fun to watch. Yeah, you need a tone setter out there, and that is something that's yeah. impressive. And it is weird that this team was underrated because, yes, you lose Drew Gilton and Brenna Maxwell, but, I mean, you look at it last year. There were so many games. The best players were all the ones who were coming back, the young players. When you talk about Jenna Johnson, Gianna Neepkins, just to name a few, I mean, this team is loaded with young talent who are getting more experience and better another year. So I think a lot of – maybe the reason they weren't is it looked like, oh, that team just got – hot late but no those those are girls who really developed worked on their craft in the offseason made good additions like peely and they're going to be a threat for in the pac 12 and to make a lot of noise during the tournament because as you mentioned it's unfortunate that in this regard the pac 12 is as good as it is so it's going to be hard for them to end up winning a pac 12 title but with as good as they are in the run they went on last year it's definitely possible there's just a lot of other conferences if they were in they would probably be the favorite to win it all it's just unfortunate you have to run into teams like stanford in this one so gotta feel really good about where this utah women's basketball team is at Currently the 16th ranked team, or I might be even be 17, but either way, hey, they're going to be 16 or even higher. Yes. Yeah. They're going to be even higher than that if this continues, because I don't see a lot of losses on that schedule, especially in December for this team. And it'll be interesting to see how it looks once they enter conference play. Now, the Utah men's team has been a little more shaky. You know, they had the loss to Sam Houston and even some of those other ones. I mean, yes, they beat Idaho State, but the Idaho State starters actually outscored the Utah starters in that game. Now, they get a tight win against Georgia Tech yesterday where Stefanovich camp with the late defensive stop. Raleigh Wooster made some nice plays late. Gabe Madsen was really strong. Brandon Carlson started the game strong. He had 10 points in the first half, but didn't score in the second, which when your best player doesn't score in the second, I will say, always helps to find a way to win. I think the one team thing that really gives me hope about this Utah basketball Basketball team right now is that Marco Anthony's back and he's mm-hmm. just kind of the glue guy out there. He can Marco can do pretty much whatever you need him to do. He can there's gonna be games he probably leads his team in assists. There's gonna be games he leads them in steals. He's a great defender. Probably be a game or two where he leads them in scoring too. It's not gonna happen a ton, but he's gonna be a guy who consistently gets that eight to ten points. And he's a guy I really like having the ball in his hands late because I just really trust him and he's the kind of guy I would want on my team any day. Yeah, this Utah basketball team is going to be interesting. Obviously, we know that this is a big rebuild job. Uh Uh, It it was going to be from the get-go. Things just kind of really came off the rails for this storied program, you know, the last few years under Larry Kraskoviak. And so it's a big job for Craig Smith. Last year, you know, was rough. Uh, And I think we all kind of knew it was going to be rough. Uh, it appears that maybe, you know, this team is going to be a little bit better. I don't know that they're necessarily going to wow anyone per se, but it it feels like they're at least on the right track. Uh, my understanding is I didn't watch any Utah basketball last year. It wasn't part of my job last year Mm -hmm. to do that. Um, but my understanding of how, you know, things were going for them last year is there, there were just times that, that team kind of folded and quit. Uh, I don't feel like we're seeing that out of this team. Like this team has fight in it. it yeah. Now they're, they're not always going to come up with the win. I, you know, and, and we already saw that once this year, um, but like they never quit. They never gave up. They kept fighting. So I, that's always step number one is when you have guys that believe in each other, believe in the coaches, believe in the mission, and they're not going to give up that that's always start number one. Now, do they need to continue, you know, building the roster and bringing in better talent? Yes. yes. Like, yes. Like there, there's no other, it's, it's a solid yes. Uh, but as far as, like I said, getting guys that buy in um, that actively want to make Utah basketball great again, step number one. And I, and I think, you know, Craig Smith and, 
and crew have done a good job of getting that part of the mission back on track. And, and we'll see, you know, over the coming years, what happens, we'll see what happens the rest of the year. I think this team has the potential to maybe beat or upset, you know, a couple of teams that maybe you don't expect them to. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And like I said, though, those are all solid markers as to at least it's getting on the right track. It may not be, you know, stellar. Wow. Everybody wants to come and watch these games again, but it, but you can see some progress. And I think that's all you can ask for this early on in Craig Smith's tenure. Yeah, exactly. And last year, you look at the games like against UCLA and against Oregon, you have opportunities and shots to win, to win those or send them to overtime. I believe it was for UCLA at the buzzer and you just fall short. I feel like this team is going to be able to get one of those this year, but no, you have to continue to recruit and bring in better talent and you have to continue to develop it too. This is the one thing that I really didn't like about yesterday's game. Mike Saunders, the biggest addition from the transfer portal, Will Exact, who's been awesome this year, and Kia Bakita, who who's been just a sensational guy. You just watch him and he just, you're just like, well, that guy's going to be a freak of nature. And now, and two of those mm-hmm. guys being freshmen, they played a combined 12 minutes yesterday. I, I would like to see them play a lot more than that. Now I understand late you want to roll with your guys, but I felt like in the second half, especially when that 19 point lead started to disappear, I would like to give those guys a little bit of run and see what they can do, especially a guy in Mike Saunders. And the thing I don't like, want Mike Saunders to be this year's booth gotch and Dave Jenkins, where it seems like later in the year, they were really not happy with their bench role. And then there's not really as involved in the team as later. And then Dave Jenkins, even kind of December, January, somewhere in there was registering, just did not plays. Like I, I really don't want that to happen for those get for Mike Saunders and those guys, because they are so exciting and they're part of the future of this Utah basketball mm-hmm. team. And they, as just freshmen, some of the things they're able to do, especially Kava. I mean, there's just every time he gets in, he makes one of those plays where you're like, Whoa, like that's why he was a top 100 recruit and you need to maximize and use that a lot more. And I hope he does continue to get more minutes than he does, because as I mentioned, it was only four yesterday. So, and he's still learning the game coming over from Molly. There's a, there's a lot there playing a U ball here in utah but it'll be interesting to see how this team continues to develop both the men's and women's teams will be back in action this week the woman will take on Ole miss while the men's team takes on mississippi state so two sec opponents for utah basketballs that continue to try to get their seasons rolling obviously and the woman as we mentioned just off to an incredible start mm-hmm. men's team looking to finish this kind of non-conference play with a good stretch because look as soon as december rolls in you got arizona as your very first game so you've got to start building <laughs> that momentum but there is a little bit of utah football stuff left as we mentioned still the colorado game and a couple other things i want to talk about with utah football in a moment but first i want to talk to you guys about bet online guys bet online has you covered as your number one source for sports betting info and stats news and analysis get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports we've got it all at bet online and if you love the Sports podcast, you can find those as Bet Online too. We always have the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. As you guys know, with college basketball back, NBA, NHL, the World Cup, NFL, college football, there was so much great sports action to bet on, especially with college rivalry weekend this Saturday. It's going to be a great weekend of college football. I cannot wait. So make sure you guys head over to Bet Online to cash in on all those odds and lines. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Michelle, coming back in to finish this one up, I think the first thing I want to talk to you about is you mentioned just kind of the weird feeling of that Oregon game. You were at the Oregon game. Mm-hmm. What was that game like just in its entirety, especially just the highs and lows, especially late of you get a turnover and then you turn over on downs and then you throw an interception and it's just such a weird and crazy and emotional game. I know I was going crazy just watching it from home. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely had an interesting feel to it. Uh, this was another game that I felt confident, pretty confident, coming into it and like the minute I got in the stadium I was like ooh mm-hmm. something feels not right and I had a similar feeling 
with UCLA, where I was like, no, this team, this team has it. And then again, the minute I walked in the stadium, it was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, something's filling off. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know what that's about. And, and it, I mean, obviously both times it turned out to be true. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't, poor Cam. He's just I not, know. he doesn't look the way that we're used to him looking. And no, there's something there. There, there's something, something. The big knee brace he's wearing. There's something there. You know, I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if it's physical. I don't know if it's a little mixture of the two. Uh, Obviously, you know, as captain of the team, he said that you know it. He feels fine. Uh, But what else are you supposed to say? Like you can't, you can't say like, oh, I'm not feeling great. Like you're the leader of the team, and you know, the team's attitude reflects your attitude. Yep. So uh, I, I don't know what else he, he's supposed to say in that situation, but uh, the, the, there's just something off about him and hopefully he can get it on track. Like he's a great player. He's made some amazing, spectacular plays, really has put the team on his back at times and, and gone some big wins. And I don't, I don't think, you know, that this, bad game is really indicative of who he is or, or what he brings to a team. I, I hope people realize that. Um, I, it, it's, it's a tough situation. It sucks that it came against, you know, probably the, the most important game of the season that had a lot riding on it. Uh, the crazy thing is though, Utah's not completely out of this thing. And if you pay attention to the PAC 12, like, it, it feels like it's asking for a lot for for all these things to happen for Oregon, Oregon State to be Oregon for Washington to be Washington State for UCLA to be Cal and obviously Utah to take care of business against Colorado but we've seen situations like this play out perfectly and and typically it's been I feel like Utah's kind of messed it up um, everything's played to their advantage and then Utah just doesn't handle their end of the business. This is a year where it feels like maybe, you know, it works in Utah's favor and they actually okay. do take care of business. But again, I, well, we know Utah is going to be able to take care of business. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Now, now it's now it's does everybody else, you know, know. Do, their, do their part again. It seems like a lot, but we've seen it happen so many times in this conference. So never say never. Yep. It, it, it's probable. It doesn't feel likely. But usually when we're in a situation where something feels probable but not likely it somehow ends up happening so we'll see it's a good point it is going to be interesting to see i think the reason it just feels like to me like i do not feel like utah will have the opportunity to play in the pac-12 championship and i think part of that is just because of how we just saw things play out last week where it is kind of that frustrating feeling of like we don't control our destiny and that wasn't what this year was supposed to be this utah football team was supposed to be able to control your destiny and yes things could still go your way and i do think they will in two of the three respects i do think ucla wins and i think washington wins i think they take care of business in those games unfortunately i do think oregon gets the win against their rival oregon state i think dan lanning will understands because it's a rivalry game how big that game is so personally i don't think utah will be in the pac-12 championship i know you like you talked about they still have a very good chance to do so because we know that oregon state team they can absolutely beat oregon and utah could very well end up in there but if you had to bet on it right now and just which way are you feeling? Do you feel like they will be in the Pac-12 championship game or not? I I tend to lean not. Mm-hmm. Again, it, it's 
if you go by it logically, like I get that I'm saying that like the Pac-12 is weird. And if you think it's not going to happen, it's going to happen sort of thing. Uh, you know, I like it's just one of those things. You always go with the safe bet, right? And the safe yeah. bet is it's just a lot to ask for. Mm-hmm. Which also probably means that, like, come Saturday, I'm looking for flights to Las Vegas and hotels. Which would be awesome. Good stuff. It would be mm-hmm. awesome. It mm-hmm. would be awesome. But, like, that, that just seems to be how it plays. You you go with the safe bed, and then, obviously, like, that's just not how it plays out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, good point. It's, and it's going to be fun to see. It's going to be a fun Saturday. But before we get to that, we do have Thanksgiving on Thursday. So, Michelle, most important question, favorite Thanksgiving food? Oh, so my favorite thing is mashed potatoes and gravy, but I love, I love it with like green things. So like, I love putting, putting that over like broccoli or asparagus or Brussels sprouts that that's my favorite thing. That's, that's what I love. (laughs) There you go. I mean, I'd be on here lying if I say I would, I enjoyed broccoli, but I could definitely get behind a couple, I could get behind mashed potatoes and gravy. So (laughs) with that and take it. Michelle, always appreciate you coming on. Make sure you guys follow Michelle on Twitter at Bodkin KSL Sports. Michelle, what are a couple of things you're working on with KSL Sports right now? So I have a big kind of Thanksgiving piece that I'm currently okay. working on. Uh, I've already talked with Zach Moss. I was with Tavion Thomas yesterday, Ooh. and I will be talking with Jamal Anderson here uh, not in in not too much time. And uh, they they teamed up. Zach Moss and Jamal Anderson have funded uh, for 50 turkeys that wow. Tavion Thomas gave out to deserving families here in Salt Lake. So uh, it's a cool story. It's cool to see so many Utah legends in the running back room get together and, and do something nice for a community that really has kind of supported and loved them. I, I mean, yeah. talk about Jamal Anderson, that's early nineties. So mm-hmm. kind of crazy. It really is. Yeah. So huge shout out to Jamal, Zach and Tavion for doing that for all those families. And I think it's really cool, Michelle, that you're able to spotlight them. If you guys want to get more of Michelle's work, make sure you follow her at Bodkin KSL Sports on Twitter and just keep up with her work at KSLSports.com. If you guys are in the market for a second listen every day, we make we recommend you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories, the take of the day, the biggest game recaps. It's all there for you on odyssey app youtube or wherever you get your podcast make sure you check out locked on sports today thanks again to michelle for joining us and that's going to do it for today's edition of locked on utes but we'll see you tomorrow